The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hey, AI Today listeners. Want to dive deeper and get resources to drive your AI efforts further? We've put together a carefully curated collection of resources and tools handcrafted for you, our listeners, to expand your knowledge, dive deeper into the world of AI, and provide you with the essential resources you need. From books and materials ranging from fundamentals of AI to deep dives on implementing AI projects to AI ethics, tools, software, checklists, and more, our resources page will help you on your AI journey whether you're just starting out or you're well on your way. Check it out at aitoday.live slash list. That's aitoday.live slash L-I-S-T. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmilzer. And uh, we hope you've really been enjoying, actually, we know you've been really enjoying the glossary series we've been doing because we keep hearing from you about it. And you, some of you have told us that you've been using some of these uh, glossary concepts in your meetings and your conversations and found them useful. Of course, you know, you're never going to get away from terminology battles. Some people just get fixated in a term and the way they understand it. And we understand that. Just know that your response to that is that sadly or or uh, you know, knowingly, the artificial machine learning industry itself doesn't have very well-defined terms, sometimes has conflicting definitions, uses multiple words to mean the same thing, uses the same word to mean multiple things, you know, and in general has some confusing definitions. So there's a reason for it. It's not because you or the other person have something wrong in the way you're thinking about it. It's just that's the state of it. However, giving you a common understanding so that at least you know what you're intending to mean is really important. And that's what the glossary series is all about. That's why we put the glossary together. That's why we're sharing with you this stuff in the podcast. And of course, as you know, AI Today has been around for five plus years and 300 plus episodes. We haven't been doing the glossary series until we just started in 2022. And now we're kind of well into 2023 and cranking along and you know doing all this sort of stuff. Maybe you're even listening to this in 2024 and 2025, whatever it is. But you know, um, we definitely are, are focusing on, on all the aspects of understanding how to put AI into practice today. Exactly. So we have a very comprehensive AI glossary that's on Cognolytica.com, and we link to it in the show notes as well. I encourage you to check it out so you can you know, get a high-level understanding of all of the terms. But we also are presenting them in our AI glossary series because maybe you've not been familiar, maybe you've never heard of some of these terms before, or maybe you have, but you're a little confused by it. And that's what this glossary series is meant to do, help, uh, you know, avoid some of the confusion with at least the basic high-level understanding of terms related to AI, machine learning, and big data. On today's podcast, we're going to go over the terms hyperparameter and model tuning. So basically, hyperparameters are configuration settings made before the training of the model and are values that affect the way a machine learning model is configured to learn. So really, hyperparameters are anything that a user, the human, needs to set because the machine isn't able to set them. So examples of hyperparameters include things like learning rate, number of epochs, the number of neural network layers and nodes per layer. That's something that the human needs to set. You know, how many many neural network layers are you going to have? Uh, Also, the K in K nearest neighbors. We talked about in in K nearest neighbors podcast how K is a user-defined number. So is that number three? Is that number six? Is that number 11? That needs to be set by the human. 
also number of clusters in a clustering algorithm. So, you know, just like K means, we need to set the number of clusters. So are we going to have three clusters? Are we going to have four clusters? Also, the number of branches in a decision tree and then ensemble configurations as well. Uh, you know, how many uh, are we going to have? So basically, just remember hyperparameters, user needs to set that. So the human sets that. And the choices of hyperparameters have significant impact on the model's bias and variance, its overfitting and underfitting, its accuracy, its precision, and other measures. Uh, hyperparameters are configured by humans, as we talked about, whereas parameters for a given machine learning model are learned by the machine. Yeah, and I think that's important. And it, it's it's one of those characteristics, honestly, of statistics and data science and machine learning to use these words that are uh, maybe not so obvious. Like, why did they choose to use the word hyper here? You know, I, I understand because they might be thinking, okay, well, the in the parlance of machine learning, the parameter is a machine learned thing. So the weight uh, or bias in a neural net, a machine learns that. Or when a machine is building a decision tree, the machine is learning the parameters for how the, the actual tree is built, you know? So those are the machine learned parameters. And so the hyperparameters are the user settable parameters. Now, why did it use the word user settable parameter versus machine learned parameter? I have no idea. Maybe it's just shorter. Maybe hyper has this uh, uh, you know, connotation of like beyond. And so maybe or the Uber parameter. I don't know. They could have said Uber parameter, honestly, and it would have had just as much uh, you know, intuitive meaning here. But um, knowing that when you hear the word hyperparameter, that's up to you to find and set and search is very important because as mentioned, it's a difference between making a model that works and works well and a model that that doesn't, has lots of errors, right? So how do you go about trying to figure out what those parameters are? Now, you can guess. You can use defaults, right? There are always defaults, right? Well, the, the process in general, the general term for making a model work the way we want it to work, with the right accuracy, with all the right components of, of that, the model, with the, with the bias and, and the fit level, um, it, that is process called model tuning. So model tuning is just the general process of adjusting and tweaking the model's performance to get an as accurate a model as you can without overfitting or underfitting. And overfitting, if you remember that example, we, we talk about overfit and underfit on its own podcast, you know, that the overfit is that shirt that's been tailored just to you. It's overfitting you. And so while it might be great for the training data, if you are the training data, it doesn't fit anybody else. <laughs> and so it's not a very good model. Whereas the underfit might be that one super, super, super large shirt, you know, that fits you only because it literally fits anybody, everybody. And so you build it, you build it so general enough that it can handle pretty much any user case. But when you do that, it basically fits nobody, right? So you need to have something in between. Maybe we have a bunch of shirts called small, medium, large, and extra large. Hey, that's not a bad model for shirts, right? That'll generally fit the most of the population within some degree. And that's what we want to do with our model. So of course, hyperparameter tuning is the aspect of using of model tuning by adjusting the specific user settable parameters that make the model work. And uh, you know, as mentioned, Kathleen mentioned all the different parameters. So how do you go about doing it? Well, it turns out there is a few ways of doing it. Of course, you can have them, you know, defaults, which probably is not going to work for you. You can do what's called grid search, where we just iteratively try a bunch of things. Okay, I will try K is three. I will try K is four. The reason why I call it a grid is because you might be trying multiple 
different uh, configurations at the same time. It's actually kind of a brute force way of doing it. You literally try everything and you see which one's the best. Probably not great, especially if training takes a lot of time and costs a lot of money, right? If you need to train a model a hundred times to find the best hyperparameter configuration, it's probably you're probably going to bust through your iteration. We talk about that even in CPMAI. So the next approach is you can do it randomly. It's actually a, a method called random search, and it does exactly what you think it does, which is like grid search, but randomly <laughs> and not as exhaustively. And you basically find the best one you can. You say, well, I'm going to I'm going to pick ten at random, and I'll find the best out of those ten. All right. I mean, that's an actual legitimate method. There's another one you can use Bayesian optimization. So we can maybe use some probabilistic things like give, and you remember Bayesian statistics? We talked about that Bayesian classifier, which is like, given that I know something that that means that the probability of something else changes. So you may be like, you might be like, well, given that I know that maybe these parameters work kind of well, maybe I can eliminate a lot of the other possibilities for hyperparameters. And you actually may even do that yourself. Sometimes you're like, you know, given that I like, you know, if you're going to a diner and you're trying to not do the brute force method of literally asking whether you want every single item, you might be like, it's breakfast time. So maybe you just eliminate all the other options in the menu and uh, you just look at the breakfast thing. That eliminates a lot of the search. And given that it's breakfast, Bayesian probability, therefore I only look at what is the probability I might want eggs for breakfast? Okay, that's probably increased. There's other approaches as well. You can do gradient-based optimization. We can use machine learning techniques for doing it. But but a lot, and we're going to get into this when we spend some time talking about some of these tools that will automatically do this for you. But the idea here is that this is what machine learning engineers do. This is what data scientists do, is they spend their time not just building a model, but tuning and tweaking the model. And we will talk more about how do we know that the model is working well? We need measures that actually help us measure this model performance. So uh, listen to our glossary series uh, about that as well. Exactly. So if you subscribe to AI today, you will get notified of all of our upcoming episodes. We've tried to group these podcasts in a logical order that makes sense. Uh, we do understand people listen to these out of order, and you can always go back and re-listen to podcasts. That's what's so great about it. Some of these terms may require a few listens just so that you can understand it at that high level. So since it's on our podcast, you absolutely can do that. And, but of course, you know, presenting these terms at a high level is one thing and understanding it at a high level is one thing, but understanding how to put it into practice is another. And that's really where CPMAI comes into play. So for our podcast listeners, if you're not familiar with CPMAI methodology, the Cognitive Project Management for AI methodology, we've put together a free intro to CPMAI course where you can sign up and register at aitoday.live slash CPMAI and learn more about CPMAI, how it's going to help enhance your career, also uh, help your projects, especially your AI, machine learning, and big data projects, uh, be more successful. If you're interested in the certification that comes along with that, then you can go to cognolitica.com slash CPMAI, where you can sign up for the training and get your certification at the end upon completion of all of the exercises. Many of our podcast listeners are CPMAI certified. We've had podcasts where we interview CPMAI folks uh, who can share with them, with our listeners, how their certification has really helped enhance their career, how it's helped you know, move their AI projects forward in the right direction, and also how, uh, you know, they've seen project success and they've been able to talk to teams and different members um, in different teams more successfully because they have this basic understanding. 
So we'll link to both of those courses in the show notes. So you can just click right on the link and get registered for it. Like this episode and want to hear more? With hundreds of episodes and over 3 million downloads, check out more AI Today podcasts at AIToday.live. Make sure to subscribe to AI Today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, or your favorite podcast platform. Want to dive deeper and get resources to drive your AI efforts further? We've put together a carefully curated collection of resources and tools handcrafted for you, our listeners, to expand your knowledge, dive deeper into the world of AI, and provide you with the essential resources you need. Check it out at aitoday.live slash list. This sound recording and its contents are copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.